This Eora Money Hour podcast. I am your host, Cody Grady. It's a beautiful day here in South Carolina, and I want to welcome you to the show. Whether you're in California, Australia, wherever you are, thank you for joining us today. If you're struggling with your finances, there's help out there for you. And some people may be afraid to ask for help, but if you need help and don't want help, then you can't change your life. But if you need help and you want help, you can change your life. Go to thecodegrader.com to get resources to help you with your finances. Oh, and if you are a entrepreneur or a nurse practitioner, entrepreneur who has a business and you need accounting and taxes done for your business, I got you covered too. Go to thecodegrader.com to get resources for you. So today is my guest, Mr. Elijah Bowie. This guy, he, I met him last month at a boot camp in Atlanta, Georgia. The guy's fired, man. So I wanted to have him on the show today and just bring him on and have him drop some more gems for you guys and ladies. So without further ado, Elijah, welcome to the show. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you having me. I'm really glad to be here. Yes, sir. So tell everybody about who you are and what you do. So uh, my name is Elijah Bowie. I've been um, in the industry for over a decade. And uh, today I get to spend, these days I get to spend my time helping entrepreneurs who are sick and tired of asking themselves, what am I gonna do, post or say to grow my business today? I help those folks have a system that will allow them to sell their high ticket programs, products and services without sales calls, oftentimes resulting in a six figure day for them. A lot of people, you know, teach, a lot of coaches, mentors help people have six figure years. Some people even do months. We teach people how to have six figure days. So that's what I get to do. Awesome, pretty awesome. So you got your start, you were a gym owner, is that fair to say? Yes, sir, yep. Talk about how you went from going from being a gym, I guess, a gym owner to going into sales and killing the game. Yeah, so our first year um, of the gym was was sad, man. It was uh, <laughs> it was really bad, and um, I just didn't understand really how to market yet. I didn't understand marketing, and so I didn't really generate any leads. And then the next year, we found a marketing channel that was, you know, booking appointments for us, but I didn't know how to sell. <laughs> so it was a it was a rough kind of start. Um, but once I got both of those down, we grew very, very quickly. And um, I had a tiny, tiny uh, fitness studio, right? This wasn't like a typical gym where like you'd have a membership and go from there. It was a, um, only for private clients that we trained. And we ended up in uh, my city. Um, within a one mile radius, we had over 25 direct competitors. And uh, we charged more than them. And we started selling circles around them. And I ultimately sold that business and other, you know, gym owners and people like that kind of saw, you know, how we were growing and just started really asking how we did it. Um, and so that turned into consulting, um, which actually turned into an agency where we were actually doing their marketing and stuff for them. And I teach my sales processes. And so that's actually how I got into this consulting coaching world, if that's what you want to call it. Today, obviously, I own a successful co- uh, consulting company. Um, but that's how I got into it. I didn't know any of this exists. I didn't know it was a thing. Um, I was just, you know, people started asking. I was like, oh yeah, I can show you what we did. And so that's how it started. Awesome. So outside of your business, your husband and a father too. Talk about that 
how important is family to you? And what are some of the challenges that you face being entrepreneur, father and husband? Yeah, man, I am. Um, I, uh, those are my preferred titles, right? Father and husband. Um, I've got two beautiful children. I've got a son who will be three in May and my daughter just turned one um, last month. And, uh, and then my beautiful wife and uh, family is everything to me, man. I am a, uh, I'm not one who like, you're not gonna see me like going out. I don't go to like a bunch of conferences. I like staying home, I'm a homebody. And I like just hanging out with my family. Um, and so, you know, early on, my wife and I, we had uh, several miscarriages. And uh, I remember, I can't, I can't remember if this was in 2018. I think it may have been 2018, but I remember uh, this was our second, maybe the second miscarriage. But what I remember about it is in this uh, miscarriage that we had, the pregnancy had moved farther, far enough along out of the first trimester <clears throat> where, you know, there was a heartbeat and all that good stuff. And so um, we went in and they couldn't find the heartbeat. And um, so it turns out, you know, the baby, uh, you know, didn't had had passed, and so they had to schedule basically an emergency DNC, removing the pregnancy. Um, and I had obviously been working for myself already, right? We worked for my uh, for I worked for myself for years, but the thing that I remember that was like pivotal for me was after my wife came home the next day, right? Um, I had to be on a Zoom, I had to be on like a bunch of Zoom coaching calls all day because um, I was consulting for a client and stuff like that. And I just remember looking at myself and being like, I didn't sacrifice, I didn't put all this time, energy and effort in to become an entrepreneur and be controlled my own time only to be on someone else's time all the time, right? Like I didn't want to, and I, at this point, we didn't have our two children that we have now, but we were, you know, trying to build a family. I was like, I don't want to be the dad um, who provides a financially rich life for my family, but I'm always unavailable. Um, mm. And so I made a decision then um, to kind of restructure my business, my work days, what that looked like, so that my business always served me at the highest level rather than creating a really successful business that I became a slave to, which is unfortunately what happens for most entrepreneurs. And the more successful your business is, the more you're a slave to it. And so um, I had made that decision and kind of reworked my business, how we were gonna fulfill the time management so that I would just have time for my family. And um, and ever since then, that's, that's my number one focus. And so like today, um, fast forward, you know, several years, I've got two beautiful children. Every single month, my children uh, go to Disney World for a week. I take them down to Orlando, Florida. Um, my The bulk of my days, I usually work for, you know, a couple hours in the morning. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's whatever else they want to do um, because that's what's really most important to me. And so um, that's what drives everything for me. So uh, that that's kind of I always tell I told somebody the other day. I said that's my biggest accomplishment. My my biggest flex, if you will, is that I'm not only am I exactly who people see on stage, that I'm beyond that guy that they see on stage for my family, and they know that, right? It's not a mask, um, and so that makes me really happy. Wow, that's good to hear because, I mean, even me being an entrepreneur, that having that sacrifice, it's. Sometimes my wife takes my daughter to places. I'm like, 
and I'm grinding, you know, cause I want to provide the family, but mm-hmm. my vision is to be able to have my business make money while I'm not there, while I'm speaking, spending time with my family in Jamaica, wherever we're going to go and still mm-hmm. making money. Talk about how important systems are in your business and also having a team as well. Cause I'm sure you have a team, right? Yeah, I do have a very small team. I think really what's more important, like you said, is a system. And when I say a system, I mean first, like that exercise that I did myself back when we had the miscarriage, um, what I ended up doing first was really sitting down and figuring out for myself again, what's gonna serve me at the highest level? I think a lot of times we enter certain industries as entrepreneurs and we look at somebody else who's you know, having results and we say, okay, this is the way we gotta do it. And then we just start going in the grind. It's easy for entrepreneurs to grind, right? That's not hard for them to do. Um, and so like you said, especially as men, I think all, all entrepreneurs grind, but as men, we have this really unique point of view where we will tell ourselves, I'm doing this for my family. The whole time, the family's looking at like, hey, could you just spend some time with this? Like, we'd almost be okay if you sacrifice some of this to you, like, and so, um, like, female entrepreneurs are great at doing it. Like, I, I, women are like so multifaceted and talented. They can do it, but like, men are always like one track mind, like, no, oh, I'm grinding. And then we'll almost get it, you know, offended or like, I'm trying to do this for us. And, and if you realize that, like I said, what they need more than any of that is our presence, our blood, you know, all those things. And so if you can figure out, I had to figure out for myself, first and foremost, okay, what hours of the day am I most effective? Um, and being able to set up, start to set up a system for even how I work on stuff, right? Um, so like I'm most effective between the hours in terms of work, thought, clarity, and production, um, really in the hours of like, or 5 a.m. ish to right around 11 a.m. right after 12 noon eastern i become very useless <laughs> very useless like i i've done like i could sit down and write an ad co- like any like just pitches all types of things early in the morning and i could try to do that same task after 12 noon and it just takes me hours upon hours and hours. And so, all right, I learned that by myself. This is where I'm most effective. So let me set my schedule, my day, and the family schedule, let them know, hey, look, my wife knows, like during these times, all right, this is when you're gonna do X, Y, and Z. And after that, that can be us time. So that's, you know, a system. Um, and then within that time frame of when I get the most done and I'm most effective, having a system for what needs to be worked on. And I think this is really important. <clears throat> Because I always tell, and I'm sure you know this as an entrepreneur, there's always something that we can be doing, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that there's something that that's something that we should be doing necessarily. So I created this concept uh, that I teach entrepreneurs all the time. What you should do if you're an entrepreneur is on a sheet of paper, write down everything that you do in your business on a daily basis or that need done, right? That need done, right? Write them all on a sheet of paper. And then on one side of those same activities, you're going to score each activity one through five. Well, what's the rating? What's the one through five for, right? So one through five, you're gonna score it in terms of enjoyment, right? Five meaning I absolutely love doing this. And one meaning like, man, 
I hate doing this and like would never do it if I could not have to, right? So score that. And then on the other side of that same task, give it another score, one through five. Except this score is on a scale of one to five. This task, when it's done, how effective will it be in pushing the needle forward in the business? Something interesting is going to happen for most entrepreneurs when you do this, right? You'll notice that where we in, we tend to spend our time is on the things that we really, really enjoy, but they may not always push the needle forward in the business. So it may be a five in enjoyment, but a two or a three in terms of effectiveness and pushing the needle forward. And so what I do instead is once I... I calculate this. This is how you decide who to hire, when to hire, and what you should be working on every day. So what I do is I look only at the side of what's gonna push the needle forward. Anything that's a five must be done. So if I have, I don't care if I have 12 hours, I don't care if I have three hours, I don't care if I have one hour to work on my business. When I have that hours where I'm sitting down, I say, I don't care if I don't like this. It could be a one in terms of enjoyment, but this has to be done right now. And that's what I spend that hour on. If we do that, our work literally becomes more effective, right? Because the hours that I'm spending, the hours that you're spending are the hours that you're spending, but I'm spending them on something that's pushing the business forward. Um, and so that's really important. And so the concept is anything three or lower should be ignored, right? Anything that's three or lower, you just push that off. Um, if you happen to have something that pushes the needle forward in the business and you also enjoy fantastic and you're going to continue to do that until you have that thing dialed into a system and then you will systematize i'm sorry you will automate or delegate it right so once i've figured out and i'm getting this process done then i can look at okay long time long term if I never enjoy this thing, I'm not going to continuously show up day after day after day after day. So it's actually more effective long term in terms of production in the business if I hire out this thing or I automate it. And that's how you know who and when to add to your business. Because if that person takes a five in terms of something that pushes the needle forward in your business, but it's a one in terms of enjoyment, your business can make major strides and you'll be freed up to do the next thing that pushes the business forward and maybe you enjoy more and you really, really love your business and it grows very quickly. I like that. That's awesome because you're focusing on, even though it may not be something you love to do or like to do, you're making progress and you're building your business that way. A task that's going to say, generate sales or something that's going to be, say, where is the marketing? It's great. So yep. talk about sales real quick. We got about seven minutes and I want to honor your time, coach. Talk about sales, like why are sales important in any economy? Oh my goodness. Yeah, sales, I love how you position too. Sales is beyond important in any economy, but sales becomes more important in a bad economy, right? The reason that sales becomes more important in bad economies is because people always say, you'll see it on the news, oh, when the economy's bad, people don't spend money. But that's not true, right? I think you know this. It's actually it's it's factually incorrect. It's not that people don't spend money. What happens is people become very purposeful about where they spend their money, right? If people didn't spend money, the economy itself would collapse. 
But as I'm sure you know, we actually need recessions. Recessions are a part of economies and what we should, a healthy economy, a true ideal economy, should have very, very small recessions every so often, like every handful of years, basically. America's in a very interesting spot right now because we haven't had a real recession in like 13, 15 years, right? So the longer it takes to have a recession, the longer, the bigger impact the recession has, the longer it lasts. So what happens is selling becomes more important is because when people start looking at, okay, things are a little bit more expensive, things are not as certain. I still have the money that I have, but I'm making, I'm being very purposeful. I'm being like, okay, we're not just gonna spend money very well. Where should I on purpose spend this money? And um, so they're being very specific and purposeful about, okay, what are the things that I desire? Do I really desire them? And is it wise to spend that money on acquiring that desire right now? And so the better you can get at selling is the better you can uh, communicate. Because that's all we're doing, right? We're not convincing or any of that. That's not what selling is. The better I can communicate to somebody when they're making that buying decision. When they're coming to me and they're saying, hey, I already desire this thing. Uh, Money's tight. This, that, and the third. Is this... Like, help, you know, help me understand, am I going to make a wise decision here? Tell me, give me all the information there. That's what ultimately you're doing when you're selling. And so the better you can get at that, well, the more you're going to be able to help people make a wise decision, which oftentimes, since they're already desiring and coming to me, results in them purchasing whatever they were desiring from me. And so that helps them. It serves them on a higher level, gives them what they want, which helps the economy. And you and your family, in turn, get money in your bank account, which helps you and your family survive the negative economy. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, Coach, thank you for your time and everything. You have the floor. Talk about anything that is going to help the people to grow, improve, get better, whether it be sales, life, parenting, whatever it is. But thank you for your time. And you have the floor. Um, Yeah, I want to end it kind of like we ended the live earlier. Um, because I really believe this is like one of the most powerful things that people can really grasp it. If everyone that's listening and watching the podcast can understand that where you are in life right now, if you say, I'm not happy with my relationship, I'm not happy with, um, you know, my finances, I'm not happy with my, but whatever it is, if you can understand that where you are now and where you want to be, the only, the only difference between these two versions of you is simply what you do not know, right? You see, most people walk around and they take this for granted. They say things, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't know how to do numbers or oh, that that confuses me. I don't really know that, right? Like, that's how we, you know, people just say it like that. Like, it's so nonchalant. But if you truly understand that what you do not know can kill you financially, relationally, right? physically so i'm always on a mission to do everything in my power to gain access to what i do not know i'm going to an event here this in this weekend for a week and i don't really know what i'm going for i don't need necessarily anything i'm going to hopefully run into and find things that i don't know right and 
if you can start looking at investment opportunities like that, I'll, and there's times where we need to, a lot of times people are looking for, I want exactly this and I'm looking for exactly this to come out of it. But some of the best investments happen when you just spend your time, your energy, your effort and your money, right? Maybe you're not in a horrible financial situation. Maybe you, you've got finances and stuff like, okay, you should still go see Dakota. Like go see Dakota because he can tell you things about money, wealth, that you just don't know that are costing you tens of thousands or that would, like there's so many things. If you can understand that, you will take your life to another level in every area of your life quicker than you know what to do with. And what you thought was so far away will become your reality so quickly. If you just understand that I need to spend all of my time, all of my energy, all of my effort, and all of my money gaining access to what I do not know. Awesome. We're happy to spend time, energy, effort, and money on watching other people live their lives. Spend that time, energy, and effort, and money creating a life where other people want to watch your life. Right. So, Coach, how can people find out about you online? You can just look me up. I'm on all the social media platforms. Elijah Bowie on Instagram. It's at Coach Bowie. Um, and hit me up. I'm, I respond to messages. I am one of those people who can't be reached, so I'd love to hear from y'all. Um, but yeah, you can find me on social. Thank y'all for joining us. And coach, thank you for your time. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. This is the Your One Hour Podcast.